Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. So, Mara, we have some happy casting news to share. Christina Wagner, who plays General Hospital's Felicia, is heading back to Port Charles with a contract, no less. I am super excited about this. Felicia has always been one of my favorite GH characters, and the Frisco Felicia romance will always be tops with me. But we haven't seen her since the pandemic, other than for Sean Donnelly's tribute episodes. So it will be a welcome comeback indeed. In other coming home news, Greg Vaughn will be back to Salem as Days is Eric this holiday season. And based on the very teasy NBC winter promo, he'll be sporting a priest's collar. So stay tuned for that and look for Greg to stick around as well. How awesome is that? Like, I feel like as great as it was to see Eric during Greg's last return to the show, it was so brief. And I think there is just so much still to be explored on the subject of Eric and Nicole. So collar or no collar, I am thrilled that Eric's story is picking back up. And as for Christina Wagner, I just adore her personally. And I've really felt Felicia's absence from the show, given all of the drama in her daughter Maxie's life. And I want to drop a little teaser to GH fans that another veteran fan fave should also be turning up in Port Charles before too long. And there's a story coming up involving Felicia that I think we will be discussing a lot in the weeks to come. Oh, good to know. Now, here we are in December, which means it's time for our best and worst issue. So, Mara, I have to give you a shout out for coming up with the brilliant idea to start the file early in the year so it could be added to as stories unfold and on screen. It makes such sense that I'm embarrassed to share that in the past, we've just had to go back and read our synopses from the whole year to remember Uh what actually happened. And this made it so much easier. So thank you, Mara. Hey, Um, you know, I I, coming up with with, uh, sensible ideas, you know, 22 years later, but I'll take the compliment. Yep, better late than ever. Um, And yet, despite all the planning, it's still always so hard to come up with what we feel is a definitive list. I believe we were able to and feel we represented what unfolded on screen this year. It, It is really challenging, and people aren't always going to agree with the list, of course, but we really do make our very best effort, you know, to reflect the highs and lows of the last 12 months of story. And it's always such a bummer, might I add, when things happen in like the last week or two of December and therefore don't make it into the issue. Uh, An example I can point to from last year is Jason and Sam's breakup on GH. Like I feel like 
that might well have been the worst breakup of 2020, but the issue was already being printed when that actually happened on screen. Uh, so this year's worst breakup was another GH duo, and I did talk in a reference to it being a shame that Jason and Sam had been disqualified just based on unfortunate timing. And another thing I want to, uh, to say is that we gave best triangle to Trina, Spencer, and Esme from GH. Uh, usually the best triangle is one where we believe that the person at the center is being pulled equally to the two possible winners of their heart. But in this case, we're praising a far more lopsided triangle. Uh, but we made the argument that Esme being such a schemer, particularly in contrast to the sparkling heroine that is Trina, that this triangle works because it builds so much rooting value for Spencer and Trina. Uh, and as always, the most fun part of the section to work on is the honorable mentions. That's where we do a lot of poking of fun at the phrases we never want to hear again, the props of the year, and so forth. I always get such a chuckle reading the finished product of that. Oh, me too. They are delightful. Um, so back to our daytime returns discussion. We have a big one happening. It's Krista Allen, who played Daisy's Billy from 1996 to 99 and is now making her bold and beautiful debut as Taylor. Now, I covered days when Krista played Billy. She was always so great, and I'm so excited to see her on B&B 22 years after she was last on Soaps, and, you know, just to have her back in the daytime fold at all. Now, she's also our guest today, so let's get her on the line and see how it's all going so far and what she's been up to in the last two decades. Hi, Krista. Oh, hi. <laughs> how are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. I'm happy to be here. Oh, we are so happy to have you and that you're back in daytime. It's amazing. I know. It's so fun. So I feel like we have a lot to catch up on. So let's start with how you got interested in the idea of a showbiz career. It happened very, um, it, did, it, 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 it happened not without my knowledge, I guess. I don't know. I, I didn't come to Los Angeles to be an actress. I, I just had come out to LA because I was born in Ventura. So I had left Texas and I just was in a adventure mode and I, and I came out to Los Angeles and things just kind of started happening. I, I met a manager and that led to my very first job, which was the bold and the beautiful. My very first job ever was Shelly in the bikini bar. And I was such an incredible actress already that I got, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I kept looking directly into the camera and, and you know, in, in soap operas, like I didn't know what a mark was. I didn't know, I didn't know any of this stuff. So it was, it was just hilarious. It was a recurring role that ended up lasting, I think maybe two episodes and, um, and that was it. Uh, but it was, uh, but it was, it was, it was very funny. And then that kind of prompted me because I had gotten that, uh, you know, other things started coming up and yeah, it just kind of just, everything just kind of happened, but it was, it was really lucky. I don't know. It was, that's kind of how it all, it just kind of happened. Did you like, was acting something that you fell in love with once you kind of fell into it? You know, it's really, it's, it's an interesting thing. My, I've always been, I, I never knew this, but I've, I'm an introvert fully and, and, and social anxiety or just not feeling like I'm fitting in was always a big thing for me. And one of the hardest things for me was it was almost like I, 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 
when I was able to jump into a character, it's like I was okay. You know, like I, I was, I was, um, it was, it was a different thing. It was, it, I, I can't, I can't actually, I don't even know how to describe that, but it was, it was a really cool thing. Where I was like, wow, this is really cool. I get to play these other characters and it's a lot easier for me to, you know, be present, I guess, you know, to, to be, to be, um, to, uh, be around people, I guess that was it. And it was just, it really was a thing for me. Um, even, you know, that, that was just, that was interesting. And I would find sometimes as I started to get more into my career, I realized that even sometimes when I was acting, I wasn't able I, I, I felt I, I would I would always have this weird, awkward feeling about me. And it wasn't until I started doing stand-up comedy that things really shifted for me. I I'm because I'm an introvert, I'm a writer. So I write and I've always written and I wrote for comics and you know comedians. And um, that was really fun for me. And I was told by so many, you need to get on stage. And that was frightening to me, just the thought. And somebody said, just try it, just do it, just get up on a, a, you know, come do my show. And I was like, okay. And what I realized, what made that so cool for me is that people say, oh my God, that's terrifying getting up on stage. Oh my God, what am I going to do? It's actually not so bad because you're in control on stage. And it's almost like I would feel more awkward being in the audience around a bunch of people than I was on stage. And that changed everything for me, even just in the performance of performing my own lines, performing my own stuff and the beats and seeing like it changed my acting game and it changed my confidence game so much. I Anybody that is like me that kind of ha- has suffered from any type of social anxiety, um, I highly recommend, you know, even taking a stand-up course, a, a stand-up comedy class or or something. There's something really fantastic about that. Um, it really just kind of crowbars, crowbars your heart open and, 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 and you're able to, um, it, it's a big, it's a good confidence builder. That's the, you know, that's, that's it. Um, so, so that, so that changed the game for me in so many ways. So, yeah. <laughs> well, was that prior to you joining Days of Our Lives? Was that post Shelly and pre? Oh gosh, or? I didn't start, I didn't start doing stand up until four years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so I, then what happened after Shelly? So you played Shelly, you got, or you got, had, canned. got canned and then what'd you do? <laughs> I got, I got booted and then, um, I started just auditioning now that I, you know, the, the, the manager that I had, had, had met, you know, he had, you know, he had told me, you know, you need to take an acting class. Like that's what you need to do. And then all of a sudden I started getting hired on, um, all of these different TV shows. I don't know if you guys remember Stu Siegel Productions, but it's like High Tide and Silk Stockings. And do you remember that? Yes. yes. And, I, and I kept getting called back to work for these shows that were in Stu Siegel production. And that was huge for me. And then boom, Days of Our Lives came. Like out of, no, and, and then that happened. And truly days of our lives was like a huge training ground for me, but boy, oh boy, was my, I I was not 
I would not say an actress. I didn't, hadn't taken an acting class. I hadn't done anything. And so I, I was just learning to use my voice. And I think I can remember on watching things. I was so afraid to like, everything was like right here. And I was trying. So like, I just didn't have the, like, you know, it was that I, I ah! and so that was a, that was a big thing for me. It's, um, it's kind of a beautiful journey to look back on is, you know, when I look at the younger Krista, I have so much love and compassion for her and what she didn't even know she was going through, <laughs> you know? And I think that's something even just as humans that as we get older, we can look back and go, oh my gosh, if I only knew now, or then what I knew now boy, you know, my, my life might've been a lot different if I could have seen these things from a different place. And I think that's the beauty of, of getting older and wiser, you know? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, I let the record reflect that even if you didn't feel very confident, you remain my best friend's favorite Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, yes. And th I think that was, I, you know, people, people are definitely split on that one. But I think there is a vulnerable quality that that Billy had and, you know, that I have in general. For the rest of my life, I will always have a vulnerable quality. It's just me, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, there is there that can be triggering for some people <laughs> you know like um especially if people have worked very hard or or they know that it's it's triggering them in a way that they look at um certain qualities if you look at any type of character on a show you know that you relate more to this character and you like this character more look at sex in the city everybody was like are you a samantha are you a carrie are you a miranda and it was because those qualities represent something that you either want to be and admire or whatever and then the ones that you're like eh, it's things sometimes that you really do have inherently inside of you that you can understand, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the, that's the coolest thing about when, when characters are written, uh, you know, uh, being able to, I think that's what makes actors choose certain things like, you know, uh, characters to be able to go, I, I can really relate to this, or this is something that I want to explore. Um, or this feels really right to me. So, so yeah. Well, did you have any knowledge of soaps? Did you know Days of Our Lives? Were you just flying blind when you came in as Billy? When I came in as Billy, I think I had watched Bold and the Beautiful, I think like when I was in Texas, but I was never a person that just watched it all the time. I think I, that, that is a show that I, that I watched and General Hospital. I watched General Hospital. I think that was my, I think that was the one that I really liked. Um, at that time, it was Vanessa Marcel and Rena Sofer, and I was obsessed with both of them. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, they're the best. They're awesome. I want, uh, you know. So I feel like that was that was my that was my jam. But I, you know, I think I just, you know, I didn't I didn't follow it. I, I didn't follow it too much. My uh, my family though was were were big Days fans. So when that happened, it was, um, you know, I think I called on my mom and my grandmother to say okay, who's, who's this Billy character, you know? Um, so that was really cool. Mm -hmm. so what do you remember about landing that role and being a newcomer to today's? Everything was happening so fast for me at that time. I was also, 
engaged or I might have, I think I was engaged when that happened. I had also just gotten Liar Liar, uh, the Jim Carrey movie. I had, and then the Days of Our Lives came in. It was all within the same couple of months and I had not even been in LA for six months, right? So it was a huge, huge thing for me. And, but huge in, in, in almost like, oh my God, I'm an adult, <laughs> you know? Oh my God. Right, yeah. What is happening and how is this happening? I guess this happens for everyone. This is just what happens. You come to LA and then this happens, right? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have, I didn't have a, I didn't have anything to base that on. I, I didn't go to acting classes. So I didn't really have a lot of actor friends. I didn't know anything. Like I was, it was, just, <laughs> it was just like, all right. And this is what I'm doing now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, well, what do you remember about working with Peter Ruckel and Christian Alfonso who played Bowen Hope? I remember I really was pushed in, in, in for myself. I, w- I was, I was pushed to just step up and do a good job. There was no, there was no training period. You're in, you're just in it. And you're working with these incredible actors that have been doing this for such a long time. And I, I I would say definitely it was intimidating for me. Um, but I faked it. I did the fake it till you make it thing. You know, um, I remember there was Peter Reckle. I think it might've been one of my, my first week on the show I remember him telling me something. He was like, you need to speak up (laughs) because I was talking and I just didn't, I was just like, you know, like, I didn't know, I didn't know. I was so like, I didn't, I, there was a, that's really just confidence. Right. So I think that that is a, that was something that fundamentally I lacked, um, in, in, in me as Krista. Right. And so, um, that was something for days that, absolutely helped to build that working with professionals like Peter and Christian and oh gosh like it was it was it was fantastic I I I admired and respected uh, them and they inspired me to be better and that was a really cool thing for me one of the signature storylines that I really remember from your time as Billy was all of the emotional material um, surrounding the the death of baby Georgia yeah now, I don't know if you know, but she's actually alive, and her name is Chelsea. Oh, really? Yeah. So, she wasn't buried in the bayou? No. Oh, she, my God, I did not She know. survived. She survived. Georgia is Chelsea? Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's fantastic. Well, so what baby showed up in the casket? <laughs> there was a you baby, know, you know, a fake one or whatever. Some other baby. That doesn't matter. But, <laughs> oh my God. What, what stands out to you about that storyline? And I guess just being tasked with, you know, doing the real drama in daytime drama. That was, a, that was a pivotal point in my acting career. That was the first time that that was the that was the that was the pivotal moment that i felt like i had gotten it that i was an actor that i that i was so um immersed and uh you know in love with billy and the character and who she was and her mission and all these things and it was it was just this wonderful moment of going wow i 
that was, it was just, it was a pivotal moment for me. It was one of the biggest confidence builders for me in, in, in my career. Like the, the, the very first thing that I could think of where I was like, okay, I don't need to be that scared anymore. And everything changed after that. And if, you know, if, if I was to look at the beginning scenes before the, the Georgia storyline happened and the, the, the drugs and all of that stuff, if I was to look at the scenes before then, and then the scenes after, I bet you, I would notice a big difference in my performance. Mm-hmm. Well, I, those stand out to me so clearly and how terrific you were in that. So to even hear that you had never taken acting class or didn't even consider yourself, you know, maybe of that level is very surprising now in 2021, because right. you definitely couldn't tell. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what was it like for you having Lauren Coslow as a mom, as Kate? Freaking fantastic. I am so lucky. Days of Our Lives is such a special special memory for me. Um, I just, Lauren is fantastic. I adore her. I, you know, she was, she also talk about professional, talk about a great actress, you know, having Lauren Coslow as my mother, Christian Alfonso as a person I get to be in the, you know, the, the duking it out with and, and Peter as my love interest, uh, you know, it was, (laughs) how could I not get better as an actress? Like that's really, you know, I had so many people to be inspired by. Mm -hmm. So when you like think about the progression of your career, what do you think those three years at days meant to you? And what do you feel like you took away from your time there? Probably I would say that I will have to go back to the word confidence. Mm -hmm. I was, I, 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 I learned confidence as, as far as, as far as acting, like I, I started to believe that I could do this. And, and, um, you know, I think also one of the other huge things about my three years on days is I learned how to study my dialogue. I learned how to, you know, study two episodes to be shot the next day and, and get all my lines down. Like I learned how to create the character. I learned how I, I learned a lot of tools as an actor that I still use to this day. Um, even especially now in Bold and the Beautiful, we we shoot two episodes every day, mm-hmm. every single day, and and it is a it is a it's a it's a lot. On days we didn't do it that you know sometimes we would do two episodes, but you know learning an episode the day before is a huge thing. And now we're I'm d- learning two episodes the day before and it's a lot of dialogue and it's and so when i when i when i left days it made it a lot easier for me just to study study my lines you know that was it that was a big thing for me um and just creating the the, the beats and the character and, and all of that stuff so days was the best acting school that I could have ever hoped for. That's really like, it really gave me the tools as an actor to, 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 to start my journey really. Well, you also had your son, Jake, while you were at days. Um, I recently came across the Bo Billy wedding when they were getting married to hide from like, or to throw off JL King and that whole drug storyline. And you are holding the world's biggest bouquet. So what was it like then to be pregnant on a soap and hiding the pregnancy since Billy was not pregnant? Yeah. You know, it was, uh, yeah, again, there were so many things going on. Like if you're life things that like a lot of good, like they say sometimes like 
too much of anything isn't a great thing. And it was like all of these blessings that were coming in for me. And I was like, what is happening? I'm, I'm, I have a career. I, I'm married. I'm about to have a baby. I'm going to be a mom. Like there were all of these things that were going on. And as far as like all of that and like shooting those scenes, you know, I, I remember, you know, I'd come in, I, I got pregnant right away. I mean, I think I was like, that just happened. I, I, I just, it happened so fast and it was not, um, you know, I, I had no idea. I gained 80 pounds while I was pregnant. Wow. 80. <laughs> and so it was like, I just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, what is happening to me? And do I have to be sexy? Do I have to have a love scene? Like, this is weird. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a trip. I don't know. It was just a trip. I remember they had you tied to a bed by the end of that story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they did. Like, you know, I think that there's funny moments uh, that that scene with the, that scene with the, uh, the wedding, the fake wedding, um, you know, I was about to pop and that huge bouquet, I think I was eight and a half months pregnant at that time. And I started having contractions, what I thought. And I, we were doing a late shoot. We'd been shooting all day and whatever it was, I was like, something's going on. So they sent me to the hospital in that wedding dress. And, and I was wheeled in on a gurney in a full wedding dress, extensions, a tiara, like the whole thing in this huge wedding dress. And I remember they were pushing me and I was just, I had my hand like this going, oh my gosh. And I heard somebody go, shotgun wedding. Oh my God. (laughs) And I just started cracking up because I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Um, And then, you know, that, yeah. So that was, that was hilarious. There were, there were, and then the the thing with the bed, that was a huge thing because I was very pregnant that time too, but they couldn't put the covers over me because my belly was so big. (laughs) They cut a hole into the mattress and they placed me inside of the mattress and pulled the covers over me. So I looked very short. (laughs) very short like my legs didn't go like it was really funny it was just the whole thing was hilarious they put me they put me into the the hole in the bed oh god oh tv magic yeah like it's so funny I those are those are some really funny moments and carrying purses like you know, uh, you know, Jackie, uh, who plays my daughter, Stuffy, on the show, she's pregnant now, and I'm sure the purses are going to start getting really big, and she's going to be hiding behind plants, too. It's just, it's just, that's just what you do, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> exactly. Well, as you mentioned, sort of around this same time, you shot Liar Liar with Jim Carrey. I remember going to see that in the theaters. What stands out to you about uh, working with him and just that gig in general? It was fun. I mean, that was just a really fun, that was just, I, again, I wasn't in a place where I even knew what was happening to me. I didn't know how lucky I was. I didn't understand what was happening. It was just what, like I said, things were just happening. And I was like, oh, and now I go here. And, oh, I like Jim Carrey. And, oh, that's fun. And I do this. And, it, like, it wasn't, so that was really fun. Um just doing the the whole thing. Like, I don't know. They put big, they, they, they made my boobs look even bigger than they were. Um, they put like these, you know, those chicken cutlets, those like kind of, you know, what did the, you know, they, they put them, they, they make your boobs. Yeah, like they're like silicone or something. Yeah, but they had these big chunky ones that were in, and those one in this broad. 
It was like, and so to this day, people are like, wait. And I'm like, no, 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 that don't know. Uh, but yeah, there's, um, but that was really, and then, yeah, uh, I mean, the whole thing was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, that time in my life was so incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, after Days, you joined the cast of Baywatch Hawaii, where your character was linked to another Days alum, Jason Brooks. So what do you think of when you think of your two seasons on that show? That was awesome. You know, I had come out just to, you know, I, I had come out and it was the coolest place to be. And it was, you know, I'm, I'm filming in Hawaii and, you know, of course, yeah, Jason was there and that was really funny. And we, you know, it was, he's, he's so great. And I it just, yeah, it was, what was your question? <laughs> I just, like, just what, yeah. Just what stands out to you when you think about that? Just, I mean, it was fantastic. You know, I, my, my dressing, our our trailers were, you know, like normal trailers on a set. Your trailers are lined up. The difference here is it was in Hawaii. And when I opened my door, the ocean was right there. It was fantastic. Like it was a daily, it was a daily thing. But I will say during that time, which is what makes sunscreen so important for everyone, they weren't really into sunscreen um, there on Baywatch Hawaii, which is crazy. Um, At least like to reapply on your face. And years later, um, I ended up getting skin cancer on my face and I had to have, it's on the uh, left side of my nose. And it looked like this weird growth kind of thing. And I was like, what is this? And it turns out that it was skin cancer. And I had to get a surgery. um, You know, it was like a Mohs surgery and they had to take, I think it was, I think it was 16 layers down to get out. And so, and they ended up having to kind of do like a reconstructive thing where they had to sew my cheek back to my nose. So if you look really closely, you can see, but they did an amazing job, but it was very scary because I thought my acting career is over. Right. And that's when I started to write a a lot. That's when I started really, I started writing because I was like, I don't know if I, this is ever going to be normal. And it was a scary thing for me, um, you know, but I was like, you know what, if, if you know, I, you know, whatever it was, but that, but that was a thing on Baywatch Hawaii is, like I said, sunscreen is so important. And we know this now, but daily, wear that damn sunscreen. If you don't have anything, like what, just keep it with you. It's so important, it's, you know? So that's what I would say would be my, my biggest lesson um from Baywatch Hawaii was wear sunscreen right so that's a good one oh my gosh I was not prepared for that that's really upsetting but I'm so glad that you are healthy oh yeah no it's not it's it's it, it, it turned out to be a fantastic story not only did I you know take it and go okay what what can I do to find a solution I became a really really I, I really enjoyed comedy writing. And that's where that took me to a completely different place for me where I was able it, you know, I think, I think God kind of gives you these things and how you deal with it is what is going to, you know, how, how your life will, will, will open up. And this was a, it was something that you could look at that. Oh, this is horrible. No, it wasn't. It was fantastic because I found a skill that I did not even know I had. Mm -hmm. So, and, and not only that, but you know, also the wisdom of being able to tell people to wear sunscreen. So it's really, it's, you know, every, every kind of, you can look at 
what is your mindset? What is your perspective? You can look at something as it's just the worst thing in the world, or you can find the, 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 the blessing within it. And I think that that's a thing. It's a really important thing just in, in mindset in life, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, ultimately resilience is the name of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. In 2001, you played a pivotal three-episode role on Charmed. Uh, what stands out to you about that show? It was it was great. I loved everybody. They were my friends. It was fun. Um, it was it was super. It was it was fun. It was yeah. It, it was <laughs> it was a really it was a really fun role. It was I, I playing the Oracle. That was really fun. I think I was working on two other projects at the same time. Um, it was busy time. I don't really remember, but yeah, I know. Good. Fun. Yeah. It might stand out to like charmed fans more so than you. You know, I feel like that show has such a cult following. Um, And this is the thing I will say about your resume. It's insane. Like you have done everything, you know, so many iconic shows of every sort, including sitcoms. And I so remember well your appearance on Friends. So I'm going to throw another question at you that you may not have a great memory of, but I would love to hear your friends' memories if you have them. Again, super fun. There were so many things happening at that time too. And I was doing friends and had also just found out that I had gotten confessions of a dangerous mind and I was going to be working opposite Sam Rockwell. And it was just all of these things, like it was so much fun. And I, you know, hanging out with Jennifer and Courtney and like doing like, Oh my David and Matt, like it was just, it was, it was fantastic. Well, and that I can definitely say I was having genius crushes on all of them at that time, just going, (laughs) Oh my gosh, like you guys are amazing. And uh, that was, that was really fun to be on the number one show in the world. And, and, you know, working with these people, David Schwimmer directed that episode, which was also really fun. Um, Yes. It was a blast. So, Mm -hmm. And something that still is getting new fans today, that yeah, show, yeah. which is it's crazy. so funny, right? Like, the, yeah, I see Friends shirts on 20-year-olds, and I'm like, really? <laughs> yes. It, it, every, like, my niece, my cousin, all young, everyone young, they go through the whole, they go through it again. Love it. I love um, it, too. Well, speaking of another uh, director, um, George Clooney directed the 2002 film you mentioned, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. So tell yeah. us just about that project. That was from, that was amazing too. That was that was such a cool thing to do. Oh my gosh, it was just it was great. And Sam was awesome, and and George was amazing. Like it was just like it was um, it was such a such a cool role. It was just so, it was so cool. I, yeah, I I don't even know how to. It, it's it's so interesting because you know when you're working on TV there's a, there's a certain way that sets are run, you know, just like definitely soaps are completely different than any other thing, right? It's a totally different animal than it, than shooting a, a sitcom or a, you know, an episodic, uh, like a prime time. Um, and then the movie sets are always just, it is, it's like a whole new ball game. Like there's, you know, there's just every, like it's, 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 it's amazing. <laughs> like there's a, you know, I think when you have a production value that is so high, it's kind of, I, you know, you're, you're just kind of in awe of, of all of the departments and how, 
how things run and, and, and how things look and, and just all of it. Um, so that was, that was really cool. Um, yeah. Well, one project that uh, I know Stephanie would love to hear about because she was a huge fan is, uh, the series unscripted that you did for HBO mm-hmm. that, uh, I think uh, George Clooney and Steven Soderbergh were both involved in and you have said is one of, you know, your favorite projects that you've ever been involved with. So tell us about your experience and why uh, you do hold it, you know, as a highlight of your, your body of work. Well, that one was so cool because, you know, I was, you know, very close with George. And so there was such a, there was such a cool, it was, it was such a cool thing for me because it, well, and it was a hybrid show, right? So it was kind of like a reality show meets a, a scripted show. And it was very awkward and people didn't really get it, but I played Krista, Krista, you know, and, 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 but the things that were going on weren't necessarily what were going on, but they were things that I was going through, which is, I was like pinned as like a, you know, I, I think trying to get away from the quote unquote sex symbol, sex symbol role. Cause that always had made me uncomfortable, but it's kind of where I was manufactured in Hollywood. Right. That was kind of what happened. Um, and I was always very uncomfortable with that. <laughs> um, I, and I think that there was, I, you know, that was the kind of thing. It's like, nobody's going to feel sorry for you for being the sexy girl, you know, but I was so uncomfortable with it, right? And so, um, and so that was what Unscripted was for me was being able to, um, being able to to dive into that, and then also the improv part of it all was phenomenal because we would have a beginning and an end of a scene, and we were responsible for everything in the middle. So it was, where is this going to go? So this is what the scene's about. This is how we want to end it go. Oh, how fun. I mean, oh my God, it was phenomenal. And, you know, like it was, it, it, it challenged me every, every, every day. And, and it, um, but in the best way, you know, and uh, it just, it, I knew I was in such good hands with George and Steven and Grant and, um, they're just, I mean, they're, they're just, you know, they're at the time they, they were just the dream team, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, that's, it's just such a, yeah, that was, it was said, it was, I've never done another project like that. You can look at everything else. I've done sitcoms, I've done episodics, I've done soaps, but I've never done another improv show where it was not supposed to be necessarily funny. So it's an improv show that was kind of really dark in a funny dark way um and um kind of awkward and just all of those things where it's like it made you uncomfortable to watch it and and at the same time you you know it was I don't know it was just such a it was such a great idea I mm-hmm. I was bummed whenever that show went you know we we ended up not going forward with that show and then I had gone on to do head cases I got head cases right before we were supposed to find out if we were getting picked up again and then 
that was like a, that was a thing. It was like, do I do this Fox show or are we coming back? And that was the answer. That's how we found out was through that request. And I was like, did I do this? No, <laughs> you know, you know, I, but no, it was, it was, uh, it was a wonderful, it was that, it was just a, it was a, it was a kind of show that I, I had never done before and never have done again. You know, it was really cool. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, now, before we get to your role on Bold and Beautiful, another project you did was uh, appearing with your son, Jake, in Growing Up Supermodel. So what was that like? And how'd you feel about being on camera with him? Well, with my son, amazing. He's the best thing in the whole wide world. He's my greatest accomplishment ever. I'm the most proud mom. He is the coolest kid in the whole wide world. And so he is, I'm just so proud of him. It's like I beam when I talk about him. He's wonderful. Um, so that part was great. I am not a reality show person. Um, I think I was not used a lot because I wouldn't, I, I didn't like it. I was, it felt so weird and I would always go, but that's not even happening right now. Or, you know, or wait, are we fighting? I didn't know we were fighting. Like I would say these things on camera. They were like, you can't say that, you know, <laughs> I'd be like, I don't, are do they, are we like, what, what is happening? And so, yeah, reality show, whatever that was, the, the, like the, the tension, it, I don't know. I don't like it. I would never want to be on the housewife shows. They would eat me alive, <laughs> especially since I'm gluten-free for sure. You know, they didn't know. <laughs> uh, they'd be like, oh. no, I would not, I would not, I don't like it. I don't, it, 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 I'm not that person. Um, and those kind of things just, I, I can't do it. So I'm not a reality show person. Nope. never. <laughs> I'm not, I don't play the game right. I, 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 yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, it's certainly not a bad thing. We'll just say that. Do a reality show. If they're like, let's do a reality show, you know, about, could you guys do that? No, never. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. There's really, there's really, there's a, I have a friend, Shana Mokler, who was on the show with me and she's a pro. And I remember she would call me and she'd be like, just go with it. Like just have drama. And I was like, no, I didn't know we were supposed to have drama. I don't, I don't want to be in that place. And so it was like, and then, you know, you'd succumb to go, okay, fine. I'll be the asshole or, you know, okay, yeah. fine. I'll do this or whatever. But I don't know. And because it's a reality show, that's the thing. It's like, because of his reality show, it's like misrepresenting who people are, I guess. I don't know. But then, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was scary. It was anxiety inducing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that person. <laughs> so Me neither. I understand completely. <laughs> no, like, can we, can we all just, can we all just get along? Cause it, yeah. but then you don't have a show. Correct. Which I didn't realize. I thought we were just the moms of the kids and that was the thing. And I, you know, my son can definitely handle himself, but he didn't realize it was going to be drama with the moms. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so, okay. Obviously a lot has changed. It would seem in your life or your, you know, um, your approach to your career and what um, drives you creatively uh, with this, uh, pivot a little bit into writing and into stand-up comedy, which is just fascinating. So if, if that's what a lot of the last four years uh, have been about for you, is that the stage for like where the Bold and the Beautiful came to fit in? 
Well, the interesting thing is I, I actually, for so I started doing stand-up. I didn't do it for that long. I wrote for people for a very okay. long time, but I, I started doing stand-up and then I realized I was as much as the confidence in getting up there, but I also realized that I was bullying the crap out of myself for laughs. And so I was like, I realized I still had like a big people pleaser thing going on in me. And I was like, God, you know, I, 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 where is this leading me? And what I found with uh, stand up too, which was one of the greatest gifts is I had a lot of unhealed shit, you know, like I really need, I was like, wow, I really want to tap into it. Cause when you're writing stand up, you're really digging deep to dark stuff and going, wow. So I went back to school and I started studying neuroscience and epigenetics. And I started uh, really understanding um, how trauma affects the body, how trauma affects your autonomic system, really understanding trauma and, um, and then was able to segue that into working with teens in prison and helping them to understand where they came from and that a lot of their own beliefs are the beliefs that they have aren't aren't really theirs to begin with that it was that's not who they are even though they came from this and it's a it's a passion of mine and being able to uh, support others in understanding what happened to them as opposed to what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. That's a big, big thing for me. And it's a question that I was never asked that really, as I started to understand. So, you know, I'm a, I'm definitely not a small talk person. I not even a medium talk person. I'm like a supersized talk person. Right. And so this is all something that is really exciting for me. So for the past four years, I've been learning, I've been getting certified in different things and, and, uh, you know, addiction recovery and things like that. And, 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 and just working, just all these different modalities and, and stuff that have to do with complex trauma. And, um, so with that and with my stand-up stuff, and knowing that I love being on stage, but having this passion to support people, I think that is going to go onto a different kind of stage, which is more about speaking. You know, uh, you know, I, I speak at different. You know, I've, I've spoken at different uh, shelters and different prisons and different recovery houses and things like that, and I get to add in comedy to some of the darkest things. And that is really a big passion of mine and being able, you know, I think um, we all go through some really dark things in our lives. And if we can laugh about it, there's a lot of healing that comes into that. And so that's been my journey. So it started with writing for comics and it's, you know, then me on stage than me understanding what all of these things were and advocating for my own mental health and wellness. And then that turning into something else and now going, now we put it all together. Again, God's plan, right? Like I look at it, I go, this is exact. This is what was happening this whole time. So I'm really excited. Um, I'm really excited to do, to do more work. And then that, that'll happen a little bit later. Now I'm just focused on B and B, but, um, but yeah, so that's kind of how all of this has happened in the, the past four years of how things have really just really come into clear vision and going, oh, this 
this is it. This is like my passion hobby. And it's so fantastic. I love it. Yeah. It sounds it. Well, then tell us, so in the middle of all this, then how did you wind up playing Taylor on Bold and Beautiful? That happened out of the blue. That was literally one of these things. I, you know, um, I had been... I haven't, you know, I haven't really been doing much. I've been in school. I've literally been in school. I've been a nerdy student that all I do is study and read and research and all of these things. And then all of a sudden this role came up for, uh, you know, for, for Taylor and I got a call and I was like, I would love to do that. Like if there's anything that's going to pull me out of this. And I was like, how cool that she's a psychiatrist and how cool, you know? And I was like, you know, I was like, this is really fun. And, um, and it happened, it happened so quick. Like even my agent was like, I can't believe this happened so fast. <laughs> like it was just like, and I, I was, I had the job and it was, it was awesome. I got a call and you know, they were like, let's do a chemistry read with you and your daughter. And I went in, met Jackie, fell in love with her, by the way. She's such a bright light. And um, we we read it once and they were like, okay, cool. And then that day they were like, you have the job. Like it was awesome. So it was, and then it was just like, and go. Now the funny thing that I will say about that is, you know, I hadn't been really, I hadn't been working my acting muscle for for a while. And so it's kind of like being, being an athlete, and, and then not working out and then somebody going, and tomorrow you're running an Ironman, <laughs> you know, and going, wait, do I, can I train? And they're like, oh. and you're like, oh. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of, that's kind of how that was. And, but that was really, really cool. And, um, it, that just the, the whole thing, it was just like, much like everything in my life, all of a sudden it's like, just go just do it. And here we go. And this is fun. And let's see what happens. And this is such a great opportunity. And yeah, like if there's any, if there was any role to come recast, come on, come on. It was, it was like the greatest thing. I couldn't believe it was happening. I, I still, I'm, I feel so lucky. I, I truly, truly do. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Have you told Rena Sofer what a longtime fan you are of hers? Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Rena, Rena and I were friends. We, we've known each other for 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, she, um, her husband, Sandy was directing me in an episode of fast lane. Um, and, uh, she came to set and we became friends and then she was on just shoot me. And I had been on there. Like we, we were all, you know, um, we had crossed each other's paths many, many times and I have always adored her. And so now it's really fun uh, that she's there. And I think she's fantastic on the show. She's so good. Um, I just, I love Quinn. I think she's such a fun character. So yeah, she's, Rena is just an amazing actress. I, she's so good. Well, you have like uh, been a recast before obviously, because you played Billy, who uh, had been previously portrayed by somebody else. But Taylor is like a little bit different because there are many more years of story behind the character because she has been on and off the canvas for such a long time. So how do you approach trying to wrap your mind around all the things that the audience knows about Taylor that maybe are new to you? I just, I'm, I, I don't, you know, it's kind of, when you were asking that question, the first thing I thought about was whenever you told me that Georgia is now Chelsea, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I go, you know, 
there's a lot of things that are written that don't make any sense because it doesn't go along with what happened in these places. But we, I, I don't know how, how that really works. I, 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 I the soap opera, is, soap opera writing and the soap opera world is such a, is, is, is such a different animal when it comes to all of that. And I think anything goes, but I think the thing is, is the underlying, um, like this, the, the state of consciousness of each character is really where I go from. So you can't really change that because that's where the drama comes from. I don't know that anybody's going to ever evolve on any soap opera to become somebody different, right? We can look at my life and go, I've changed or, you know, Stephanie that you have, or, you know, Mara that you have and you can go, we're humans, but these are characters and they can't change necessarily. So I think what I'm going for, I think just that the underlying thing with Taylor is she is a vulnerable character and there is, she's vulnerable and she wants to be stronger and she wants to make the right choices. And I think with, if you look at the human condition, which I love looking at soap operas, it's so great because it's just like, (laughs) it's like, it's such a human condition thing. You know, it's like, um, you can really see like the psychological thriller of it all. Right. And you can really get into all of that. And, you know, I think, you know, for Taylor, for any character on any soap, even if it's a villain, if it's like the good person that is still making every single person, either there's two choices. They make decisions either on wanting to be loved or be loved back period. And that goes for life too. every human on the earth. It might not look like it's loving because might have manipulation involved or these different things. But if you look at it from the place of just human condition, every choice that anybody's ever made is to love and be loved back. And that's kind of my mission on this when I'm making choices. Um, Well, you mentioned that Jackie is a bright light, but tell us about working with Jackie and Matthew Atkinson who play your on-screen kids. They're amazing. I love them both. They're funny. We laugh. Uh, you know, Jackie is, is such a pro and she's, she's so great. And Matthew is such a pro and he's great. And they're, they're both, they're, they're just, they're, they're, they're fun to work off of. And I have a lot more scenes with Jackie than I do with Matthew, um, so far, but, um, I think, you know, it's, it's fun to see the evolution. If I was to look at it you know, from a different place, it's like Taylor has this daughter that emotionally is exactly what Taylor wishes she could be, the strength and the don't mess with me. And I think it's very funny because it's almost like a reverse mother-daughter in a, in a, in a not, you, you know what I mean? Like she's yes. there for her daughter and she is her mother to her daughter. But I think there is a, a, a quality I, it probably, if you were to look at it psychologically, Steffi has seen her mom be a doormat for so long that she's like, uh-uh, absolutely not. This is the way it is. And I think there's such, I think that's such a fun dynamic. It's such a fun dynamic. Um, so it's fun to play with. And and yeah. Thomas is, is uh, you know, Matthew is is so much fun to work with too. And um, we, we laugh a lot. Like that, that's, that's the one thing I can say. 
So. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of the likelihood of you laughing a lot, tell us about working with Torsten K who plays Fringe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like seriously, I'm just, he's, he's so, he's, he's, he's just, he's funny and he's wonderful. And, you know, what I really love about working with him is, you know, he's, he's really good with, um, he, 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 he was, a he, I worked with him a lot during my first week and he, he was great in terms of, uh, really understanding the scenes that we were in together. And I was able to ask him questions like, you know, what, what is this scene? Like, wh where did, how are you feeling? Like he, he, he's like, you know, these are two people that, 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 that love each other so much and they've had, you know, great sex and there's been all of this stuff and they're, they will always love each other, you know? And it's like, and, and it's playing against this thing. So it, it was, it was just fun emotionally for the character. For me, it was so great to work with him because he's, he's just so knowledgeable about that stuff. And I mean, can we just say he is an incredibly handsome and incredibly charming, um, man in general. And he is, you know, he's just, he's wonderful. I can't say enough things about the people I need to work with They're That's great. Great. Right. Well, obviously the Brooke and Taylor dynamic is legendary in bold and beautiful history. So tell us about working with Catherine Kelly Lang. Well, again, I don't mean to just keep saying everybody's amazing because it sounds really boring. I wish I had some really juicy gossip that I was like, <laughs> <laughs> about this one but really you know <laughs> but I think I you know you know Catherine come on like she has been this character for she's just she is this you know when she's when she steps on stage she is Brooke you know and um you know and then in the makeup room she's totally Catherine you know but it's like it's it's just fantastic I when I was doing my first scenes with her I remember going, is that Taylor? Is that Taylor Brooke? Is that, you know, like, is that the right thing? And, you know, like, is that, you know, because there's so much history there. It was different with Torsten because he's a recast too. Right. So he have, you know, and so, but with, with Catherine, there was a, a definite, like, I really want to get this, this right. This, this dynamic, um, and, and I think I'm still, 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 you know, my footing is still trying to figure what that is. But Catherine as my scene partner was wonderful. You know, like, I, it was funny. I think I said it probably in, in our scenes. I'd be like, was that Taylor? Was that right? Like I kept saying, is that, is that good? They're like, yep, keep going. That was great. You know, and I was like, okay, good. So it's finding that dynamic. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been great. Catherine's mm -hmm. awesome. She's awesome. She is. Yeah. She's a legend. She does, she's a yeah. legend. She really is. It's very cool. Yeah. You're surrounded by some big names over at that show. Yeah. yeah look at days two. I had Christian yeah. and like, you know, like it's yeah. like, like, I don't know. It's when you get to work with, with the people that have been there the longest as your mm -hmm. scene partners, it's like just luck. It really is. Like, what is your take on who Taylor is now and what you're getting from her dialogue about who she is, uh, you know, as opposed to like the Taylor of your, like your Taylor, who is she? She wants to give everybody a chance right now. And I think she's feeling 
I think she's feeling a little, she has a, she has a, she has a lot of guilt for being away. And I think that there is, I think there's something about finding her footing again, home at home. And also, um, I think I, the, she's done a lot of work on herself, right? So she went away, she did all this work. She decided it's time to come back. There's a lot of hurt and she's trying, she's, she, I think she thought she was ready. And I think she thought she was good, but then she's faced with a lot of things that are coming her way. And I think she is in a fake it till you make it kind of mode with her own emotions kind of, and then having the, the layer of, I'm a psychiatrist. I know what I'm doing. And, you know, it's kind of like the millionaire matchmaker. She could like set everybody up, but she couldn't get a date herself. I think Taylor's really great at analyzing people, but she can't really be honest with herself. So she's going to make choices that are coming from uh, maybe giving other people the same benefit of forgiveness and acceptance that she wants for herself. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be frustrating for a lot of fans. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, on that note, before we let you go, what do you want to say to the fans about you taking on the role of Taylor and what we can expect to see? Oh, gosh. Well, first of all, I, you know, I am absolutely prepared for the people that are really having a hard time with this recast. I think because ta uh, the, I think because it was a 30 year character that was that was played by someone that was played by someone else and and hunter did such an incredible job for 30 years of doing this this role it's very hard for people that are diehard fans to even remotely it's just and maybe it was the same with with ridge i i don't know um how difficult that was for torsten but i do also feel like it's a little harder as a woman because we are the women there, you know, there's, there's a lot of history there that seems to be more drama, right? So we, the fans get more invested. And so I think that that is, I think I'm just very thoughtful about how other people are going to be feeling, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's not easy when people are so invested in a show and soap operas are the kind of thing where the, the characters are a part of their life. They feel like they know them. And, and um, that's a, a really hard thing. And, you know, what Hunter brought to this is, is does she, she created the character, right? And everything that she brought to it is now something that I'm having to figure out as the new tailor to 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 at least have those the those qualities as as best I can while also making it my own and you know it's even like with with Brad you know when I was asking him he was like I just like that you bring levity like you do bring levity and there's something there's something within this uh this new tailor that isn't uh, it's still very vulnerable and she is trying to be strong and her choices are, and I think the, the, the key word here is trying to be strong, um, but she will always be written as that character. And so there's certain people that are like, we want her to come back and kick ass. You know, we want her to take down the Logans. Taylor's not going to do that. Like that's, she's <laughs> never going to be written that way. Otherwise it would be a different show and we wouldn't have the same dynamic. 
And I think that is, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a big thing. And one of the jokes that I have is as long as the people that were team Brooks still don't like Taylor, I'm doing my job (laughs) (laughs) as long, like that is my job. I get it. Um, so you know, that's, that's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also extremely, um, aware of how difficult this is going to be for people and that they're like, I don't want a new tailor, you know? And so that's like a, that's a, that's a big thing. And, um, you know, I, and I, and I, and I get it on that part, at least for them. Cause I don't know, you know, well, <laughs> We certainly love Hunter, but we think you are going to be amazing as Taylor. We cannot wait to see what you bring to the role. And we thank you so much just for all your time today and for sharing all your great stories. Thank you. Okay, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Krista. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Krista Allen for being our guest. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.